Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in the class, just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or are newer, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code P-O-D at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. to another episode of the so-called Oreos podcast, the podcast where we discuss all the awkwardness, hardships, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. I'm one of your hosts, Janae Price. I'm Kia Swin. <laughs> and I'm Amari Pollard. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hey. That was my news. That was my news. You guys got you it. Thank your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I got it. Okay, okay, okay. I've, I've been watching that that TikTok uh, one with the that woman. The I think one of you. Yeah, that sent it, and that's really jarring. I just like don't. She, her voice is like a whole new person. But is that's that also. The, sorry, is that the one that's like kind of Cardi B ish, and then she does her news voice, and it's like, oh. Yeah, but I'm also like, why do why must news anchors speak like that? Because no one actually talks like that in real life. To appeal to yeah. all white people, that's why they do it. To appeal you want to them all to white sound people. like a like a a robot. Yes. Yeah, it's it. crazy because I'm like, oh, what if you just are not on every day and you just have to like do that voice, or you you mess up one day and they're like, hey, she changed your voice. I don't know. Just things um, to think about. My mom told me, and I guess this is an Oreo story. Well, not really an Oreo story, but my mom, she worked in health insurance for years and she did a lot of like customer service work on the phone with people. And she told me one time, you know, she code switches and has a voice, but I think my mom speaks pretty properly, regularly anyway. Um, so I think she was... Uh, transferred on the phone with the person and the person who she was speaking with before or the the person who called god i'm i'm killing the story the person was speaking to one of her black coworkers and then they were transferred to her and they were like yeah i could tell that person i was speaking to before was black and blah 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 and my mom's like i'm black oh, i wish she wouldn't have said i'm black i wish she would have just like let it go and see what else white people say because i'm like it's fascinating what white people say when they know black people aren't like in the room or listening or no or honestly i feel like nowadays the the veil is like not there anymore like they'll just say this like what they'll say behind closed doors to your faces even when we did that um that uh reel on um like using the white chicks like overlay to say like when you talk on the phone and they think you're 
you're white and then you meet in person and they're like, oh, I was wrong about their identity. And the people in the comments, like this one dude was like, no, actually, this white man was like, actually, black people do have a different intonation than uh, everyone else. And like, that's how you can like tell them, like you realize black people come from different, like they're, it's a diaspora. Like, yeah. So you can't okay. be like black hey, people hey, sound hey, like hey, that. Chris. Like what the fuck? I yeah. will say though, I will say that I think I can tell when I'm talking to a black vers- person versus a non-black person. But I feel like I can only tell that because I'm black. I agree with that. Do y'all I think feel that way? I'm not all, yeah, I feel that way. I'm not a hundred percent right but yeah like when it's like how i built this when um before or like a guest on a podcast and i hear the guest i'm like oh it's a black guest sometimes i'm yeah. wrong i'm not right all the time but sometimes i'm like oh um like the briogeo one i didn't know she was black until they were like yeah uh she's black or something but like sometimes i can like like with the honey pot i could tell i don't yeah. know i guess it depends because that girl's from atlanta the other girl's from like i, was about to say, I think it also so depends maybe. on like where you yeah like where you grew up because it, i think depending on like the accent or like it could you just like a heavy southern accent so i don't know yeah yeah um do we want to dive right in and do this week in black history yeah let's get to it This week in Black History, November 29th, 2018, Ivy Lawson is the first person of color to open a store in Boston's North End neighborhood. Her business, Ivy's Everything Honey, is the first Black-owned business in the neighborhood. Um, And so I thought that was pretty interesting because I was 2018, which is two years ago, and we had the first person of color to open a store in like a certain part of Boston. I don't know a lot about Boston, but when I hear Boston, I automatically think racism. Same. And <laughs> but what's crazy is I was just looking at a bunch of lists of best places for black women to live. And Boston was like number two on a bunch of lists. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense because I feel like Boston is just racist. I researched that a lot, too. And Boston always comes up and I'm like, nope, y'all not y'all not like gonna like trick me into coming to Boston because it's not happening but um sadly with the store I researched it and um the brick and mortar store is closed down in 2019 because financial reasons but then um it's still selling online so oh and in Whole Foods so that's that's one thing um, and then the second fact is December 4th, 1906, the first black Greek letter organization, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, was founded on the campus of Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, by seven college men who recognized the need for strong bond of brotherhood among African descents in the country. The visionary founders known as the Jewels of the Frat are Henry Arthur Callis, Charles Henry Chapman, Eugene Kickle Jones, George Biddle. Biddle Kelly, Nathaniel Allison Murray, Robert Harold Ogle, and Vet Vertner Woodson Tangy. I'm There's so sorry. Alpha, <laughs> there is an alpha out there listening to this. Saying, about to, like, oh my god. Kill me. Murdered yeah. our names. <laughs> I know. So sorry, Divine Nine. So I'm sorry. sorry. I, so sorry. It's not on purpose. I did the best I could. <laughs> um, I was just trying to get some recognition. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are your, your history facts for this week. Also, I just want to point out that, um, you guys should follow the so-called Warriors podcast on all, um, all social media just to like give a little push, push. (laughs) 
You couldn't wait to the normal end? No, because I wanted to do it in the beginning, but Janae skipped it. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. So my bad. I, I was just, trying to get this show on the road. Because some people don't listen to the end. So that's why in the beginning, I'm just like, nudge, nudge. We're pretty funny and doing awesome things. So, you know, just hit us up. Okay, well, I'll do it now. Follow us. And also we have a survey. So please fill that out. Like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And also email us. Okay, moving forward to Black Professionals We Love. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm obsessed with Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, and there's a new movie on Netflix called Jingle Jangle, which if you haven't already watched it, you must watch. I cried several times while watching this. Uh, I'm an emotional wreck right now, but um, everything about the storyline to the music to the costumes was beautiful. It's a story about um an inventor finding his way back to toy making through his bright, adventurous granddaughter um, decades after losing his spark uh, due to his apprentice uh, betraying him. The film was written by David E. Talbert, um, and he's done a few other good movies, too. Um, I think he did. Well, I don't know if this is a good movie, but he did Baggage Claim. Um, I kind of liked it, even though I don't really like Paula Patton. She annoys me. Um and the soundtrack is is really incredible and it didn't surprise me well kind of did surprise me but uh john legend had a big role in it along with like philip lawrence davy nathan michael dis distinct sorry now i'm, I'm doing i'm doing a key i'm messing up people's names <laughs> um and the movie also stars forrest whitaker felicia rashad keegan mike and key uh, nika noni rose ricky martin and introduces madeline mills as the main one of the main characters a granddaughter um it's just a really good christmas movie and i hope it becomes a staple because um we need more black christmas movies like whatever lifetime and netflix has been giving us lately is kind of sucky so this was a nice change I think there will be, um, or I think this will be a staple just because I feel like it was a little different. It was kind of like, um, remind me of like the kind of animation with like the Nutcracker or something like that. Was it the, no, sorry, Polar Express. Polar Express is what it reminded me of. Um, and then, because I feel like the other ones are like badge, baggage claim, like you said, like adult ones, but there's not a lot of like kid Black Christmas movies. Um, but also, why don't you like pa Paula Patton? <laughs> Paul Patton can't act. I'm sorry. Paul Patton oh, okay. is cute. She's light skinned. She got straight hair. She's cute, but Paula Patton can't act. And I'm sorry. Every movie I've seen her in, and she's come on the screen, I'm on. I'm automatically like, you just ruined a really good movie. Like, um, have you seen the movie about mm -hmm. last night with like Kevin Hart? Oh, great yes. cast. And then Paul Patton comes in, and I'm just like, she just plays the same character in the same voice. Like she was the same character in. In that movie that she was in um, with Queen Latifah and um, ah, Common. Uh, yeah, just, just right. right. Love just, that just movie. Like, just bad, plain acting. And I'm like, you just hired her because she's yeah. pretty. But That makes sense. I can't really comment because I guess I don't pay attention to her acting. But I did talk to her in the elevator at Vice and she mm -hmm. was very nice. I do remember um, that. I think she's probably a great woman. And she was stunning. Like, I was like, who is this? And then I was carrying pizza and she like made a comment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so nice. You know, you I will me. say I have a problematic take on another famous 
light, bright actress. Wait, what you mean problematic take? This is a sound take. Okay. I'll I'll stick by it, Paula. (laughs) Not the best. Well, I'm saying my take is problematic, I guess. Light, bright Uh, attack. I do not think Holly Berry's a great actress. Oh, no, Holly Berry's not. Okay. Holly Berry is, again, pretty and light skinned. (laughs) I thought I was the only one with this, but I don't don't think Holly Berry is a great actress. I think she's a great woman. I think she's extremely warm. She's cool. I like her. I would hang out with her. But every movie I see her and I'm like, that's Holly Berry being... Holly Berry on screen. I, think, I don't think these are problematic takes. Yeah. I think these are just factual. Sorry. Okay, cool. We agree. Not that I'm an actress and I can. I know, know. right? <laughs> Not that we actually know the art of what goes into this. Not that we can actually like judge it. But anyway. Wait, this reminds me of that um, tweet Amari sent me in the cow when this dark skin guy was like, Twitter's really anti light skin. Was that the tweet? Yeah, he did say Twitter's really. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> one, I'm not, dude, you're dark skin. Two, you're really confused That's about funny. who people are riding for because it's not, it's not the dark skin people. Like, what are you talking about? There's just a lot of, he needs to do a lot of self reflection. Um, so we're going to get into our topic this week, which I'm excited about. I don't know if you ladies are excited about. You know I'm excited about this shit. Um, and I don't even remember how. You're excited, I'm excited. Kia? Yes. Shut up, Kia. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Y'all, Kia is. <laughs> this is anti-light skin attack. Janae is light skin. You know what? And this is what. No, I was saying it because of more. <laughs> Amari was like, can't, can't, is it? Because um, you, you guys, I'm excited. We have had to kind of not bully Kia, but we've had to bully. do a lot of lobbying for Kia to be like, okay, we can do this episode. Because Kia is shook. So the, the episode this week, we are talking about hoeing. And actually, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. If you are my family member who still sees me as a child, and specifically if your name is Paris Price, it's time to walk it back and not listen to this episode. Episode. Okay. All right. Andrea, join Paris <laughs> in not listening. Um, if you know me personally, don't listen to this episode. That's <laughs> but especially if you have any of my DNA, if I have your DNA, don't do it. We will never talk again. And um, if you're, I, I mean, yeah, mostly if you're related from me, <laughs> I feel like I guess my friends already know if I discuss anything, but if you are related to me in any way, shape or form or know my parents, please do not for the love of God. And I actually, listen to this. I feel like this episode is going to be kind of PG 13. Sorry, Amari. Yeah. What are you saying? You're fine. I don't think it's going to be that it's bad, but I was just going to, I was just going to say, I told my mom to walk away, but hi mom. I think she's a little bit nosy. So I know she's going to be listening. Same. I had a talk with my mom a few days ago and I was like, so mom, you know, me and the ladies been talking about doing some adult content lately. She's like, well, I don't listen to every episode and that's fine. Do you? And I know, I know. <laughs> she gonna be listening. She, she gonna be listening. But, you know, we're not gonna get too explicit. It's just these, I feel like we always wanna bring topics that we all talk about. Like things that we just casually go on and on and on about. Um and, and this is one of them. And can you guys remember how we even like decided to do an episode on hoeing? Because I know we wanted to do an episode on sex, which might still be coming. 
Let's talk about sex, baby. I think, honestly, it was just that last, what was the last time we, like, that time we were on FaceTime for, like, three oh, hours, yeah. and then we just started talking about, like, a bunch of sex stuff, and then we were, like, you guys were, like, let's do sex, and I was, like, no, and then I compromised with hoeing. <laughs> oh, also, I know why. It was because um, me and my cousin were talking because he broke things off with this girl, and then we started talking about he was like, oh, well, I'm going to be a hoe now. And then we started talking about hoeing culture. And he was like, oh, I think hoeing culture is it's like a little selfish if you're just like hurting people on the ride. And then we started talking and then I brought it up to you guys. So I think that's kind of the journey. Yes. But we got here and we're here. Um, am I on mute? OK, cool. I was making sure I wasn't on mute. <laughs> um, so we. For for our discussion today, we have like a few different kind of talking points um, and prompts. Um, and I think me and Kia both kind of went in on this and, and put like two different of the same things. But I think we should talk about, in our opinion, what is a hoe? And then maybe share what we found on the internet of what a hoe is. Um, so I'll I guess I'll start and I'll say my definition of a hoe. And I want to kind of, and and I'm guilty of this too, when I think of a hoe thinking of a woman, because I know that automatically when I imagine a hoe, I imagine like a dirty girl with some ripped up stockings, just getting aired out on the regular. And I, (laughs) (laughs) and I, what a lot. Thought we were being honest. Thought this was a no judgment zone, guys. And I'm feeling a no lot judgment, of judgment. No judgment. No right judgment. Away. Right away. Um, but yeah, I, I want to rid myself of that definition. Um, in my life, I have kind of found that there are like two definitions in my mind of a hoe. There's the person who everyone talks crap about because they're sleeping with tons of different people. And then there's that silent lurker who be doing, who who be doing all the stuff. They be in and out. They be getting it in when they get in, but you don't know that they're getting it in when they get it in until they tell you that they are. I love that kind of. So those, those are my definitions of a hoe. I don't know if I like have a set definition of a hoe I think like but definitely I think like my views of like what a hoe like (laughs) looks like has changed like when I was like younger versus like what I was now and I think like I was a prude but also I think that has to do with like how I was raised as like around these like stereotypical ideas of like womanhood um and I think like younger I always just used it as like um just kind of more unfortunately more so used towards women um just like someone who sleeps around a lot um and now as an adult I think my my views of hoeing or like who I use the word hoe for is very like male-centric um I and I use it usually in a negative connotation towards men and I use it in a nice connotation towards women because I look at hoeing as like and we'll probably get into this more later but like as a way of like freedom and sexual liberation so uh, again i don't necessarily like i just i just throw around that word not probably I like I should, similar to but, you um, i think when i was yeah younger so i, really I guess now that you're definition. i'm hearing amari speak i think also with the way i was raised or like the people around me i think it was just like 
anyone who ha- who like they knew of some of sleeping with more than one person, not even at the same time, just in general, it's on like, like you're a hoe. Or like if you dress um in a way that's like not for church, it's like that girl's a hoe, like hearing that stuff. And so you think it's like negative. I never really used the term, to be honest. It was just never a term that like came up. But I think when I hear it, I I hear like I hear it as I think people imagine. So I hear it as guys like calling a girl again, whoever has more than one partner is like a hoe. Um, and I just don't like that, how it has a ne- negative connotation to it. So I never try to use it, I think, for that reason. But if I do use it, I use it kind of like Amari said when I'm talking about a guy. And I won't, I know how people say like man hoe. I don't like that either because it's like you're automatically assuming a hoe is a woman. So I always use hoe as like a guy. Yeah, he's just a hoe. So I'll just always be like, make sure that I say like he's just a hoe and just like a guy way or like anytime a guy we hear about him having more than one partner like future I'm just like he's a hoe just to like kind of flip it on its head how other guys use it it's like no futures out here with like nine baby mamas and stuff like that he's a hoe um and I guess like for me it's more so like I guess the same with the word slut and hoe it's like when I think of someone who just is dressing sexually to get like negative attention i guess um but there's some girls that dress like it's i guess promiscuous but it looks great on them i think it's like the desperation that comes with it if that, if that makes sense is how i attach ho to that yeah that makes sense i think i think that's a really really good way to like denote it because even like my second definition of ho to me, that's a positive definition of hoe. And that is something that can be taken, like it, it can be taken on and off, in my opinion. Like you are not always a hoe when you're just doing something to basically have fun and gratify yourself. Like you hoeing right now, but you're not a hoe, if that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. And I think like, um, and I don't know when the episode of Insecure aired, but when she was like, I'm getting my hotation on. And I think the way that people are using it now is like in a very like casual, like way. And yeah, like, it's not like, no, like it's not aggressive. And I guess we can talk this again, talks like goes back to like language and just like the reclaiming of certain words and like the the different connotations for them. Um, But I, I, in my adulthood view it more as like a like yeah like a form of liberation or like I want my hotation on just means like I just want to be free and like do what I want to do um have I ever su- successfully done that no but that's because I'm still unlearning a lot of the, the um toxic um uh toxic things that were taught about like being a woman and like how you're supposed to act and like I grew up in a household hearing men being like, like, I'm sure a lot of people, um, like who wants to buy the cow if you can get the milk for free or like, you can't act like a man and be expected to be treated like a woman. So my mind, it was like, the more I had sex, like the the more I went down value. Um, and I'm still trying to like unlearn that shit. Yeah. I think also, um, it's another topic to go into, but that's how people actually have a lot of disorders when you you grow up with that like rhetoric of like oh if you have sex you're just evil because subcon I didn't know that was happening to me but that, that actually happened to me and I had was diagnosed with vaginismus and if you don't know what that is it's like a really 
it's the i don't even know how to describe it it's like something i don't talk about a lot but i would like to do another episode about it but it's like when your mind kind of thinks that like sex is bad um and like your vagina like physically like won't open so like if you keep telling like children like and girls especially like oh you know if you have sex you'll die like you know the, those stuff like that and like the church and stuff like even if you're joking like when they're ready to have sex and they're mentally like thinking like oh my god this is an awful thing like that affects physically and like you you like physically nothing can go in there so i just think that's like something to be aware of sorry to make it like not fun but like that's that's like sex education in america is atrocious and like we need to talk about that too um because i think that's huge like for a lot of girls it's like okay don't have sex because you'll get pregnant or like like you said like you'll you'll die or just or like you'll be evil or bad um this isn't like with like uh like sex with a partner but like i felt that towards like masturbation it was just like that's an like you're dirty like that like always had to like shower after and it's like no and i'm and as an adult i'm reading things like masturbation is actually good for your mental health like we should be teaching kids about like the impacts of certain things rather than just saying like if you do x y and z like you're just you're bad and you should probably go clean yourself because you're dirty yeah and i think it's so important to focus on with women because like amari said before growing up in a household where there's this constant idea of men having sex that's what they do men being dogs that's what they do if a man you know has sex with tons of women well then he's just being a man and then you completely put down women and say that you having sex constantly is a hoe and you won't be good enough to find a partner and all this other stuff. It's just so it's it's just such a toxic mentality. It's like women are human, too. It's not that women should just be better than it's like there's no such thing as better than when it comes to sex. It's you should be able to exercise your freedom. Also, why are you trying to, like, control act like women don't seek sexual pleasure? <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. There, we have a clitoris for a reason. Right, like if a man is an animal, then a woman's an animal, and like we all have our needs. It's also like if you want women not to have sex, who do you guys think you're going to sleep with? And that's that's the thing that kills me with this idea of like you know women need to stay pure and all this other bullshit. Who y'all having sex who? with then? Y'all just, the women, y'all just the, they like, would say the women they're not going to marry. Yeah, but, That's what they but would if say. you want them to, if you want every woman to just, no, don't have sex until just for me, it's like one, again, who you're having sex with two. So your partner is going to be like, by the time you get to the marriage stage and she hasn't had sex with anyone, like, so now, now you're mad because she ain't good at sex or she doesn't know anything about sex. And it's like, and they're all. And they're all hypocrites too, because also men don't want the responsibility of being a woman's first. Yeah. Like they don't. So all these different messages you were telling women, and then you wonder why you have, I don't know. Yeah. None it's of it confusing. makes sense. None of it makes sense. None it's of it. like, what are you guys talking it, about? It make it make sense. Make it make sense. Um, so we looked up the definition of a hoe thanks to urban dictionary.com which is a very reputable source many use this um so the definition of hoe a hoe is someone who lets any old color pencil into their sharpener and the example that they use is sharkisha i heard antoine's bitch fucked his best friend lebron then dokisha said what a hoe (laughs) 
one of them but i think like i'm looking at the site now just uh, just urban i mean obviously because when you look up like what's a hoe it's not gonna be like it's like a gardening it's not gonna be like the new york times giving you like an explanation yeah i think miriam dick uh, not miriam dexter <laughs> miriam webster uh said it was essentially like a prostitute Oh, I looked it up and it said like a gardening tool. But if you go down more, there should be, I mean, a hoe is a gardening tool, but I think, I think, I think it is technically the dictionary term. They'll say it's like a prostitute. There's this one. It says a girl who goes after every guy says slutty things, doesn't care about anyone but herself and boys and wears clothes to try to make her look like she has a butt. You can tell these are just like incel, uh, incel is just putting their definition a hoe is someone who sleeps with a lot of guys that girl's a hoe um yeah i think oxford dictionary says a hoe is a prostitute a woman in particular one who has many sexual encounters or relationships that's terrible i love how it's it's very it's very um gender specific yeah it's crazy to me because what do you okay so if we're gonna make hoe gender specific right and it's specifically a woman who sleeps around what do we call men who men, sleep around a man is that <laughs> exactly i'm like can i cannot think of any definition for or any word that describes a man who sleeps around i i just exactly. can't it's like why are we putting all of the blame on women here and another, if you want to go deeper it's like why is there even a term for someone who wants to just sleep with that's sleep with people they want to sleep with why is there even a term and again if there is a term why is it gender specific you know um so we already kind of hit on this but do we think a hoe is a bad thing is is there a time where a hoe could be bad yeah and i think again i think context just matters but i think a hoe is bad if you are wrecking someone else's home like if you're sleeping with a married man knowingly um you a hoe um, or a married woman or a married or a woman, woman yes um anyone like honestly non-binary like if you're just if you are inserting yourself in someone else's relationship where you know you should not be i think that is a situation where that's that's not okay that's probably like the one i guess um or like also i think if you're like I don't know, like, like you're sleeping with multiple partners and like you, you're not upfront with them about the fact that you're sleeping with other people. I do think you should be open mostly for like sexual health reasons. Um, like you, they should know, but that's it. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think we ha- we're going to talk about that later on too. But um, when I think of a, when I looked up like some of the stuff just to see like what, the news was saying and like sites like elite daily and like the women focus sites it was actually like not i didn't think it was very helpful and like positive in my opinion like elite daily it's like never get caught the guide to being an undercover hoe i I don't know just all these like titles i was just like i just feel like this is not 
helping the cause or like helping anything like it's just feeding into like oh you don't want to be called a hoe so this is how you do it undercover you know like it's a bad thing so like hide it a little bit so i don't know like i said i don't really like the word i don't really like feeding into the word and if i do use it it's for a guy um but i do think we need to like change the way we like portray that especially in the media and like these women focus sites i think i kind of have different like definitions of, I guess, a good hoe and a bad hoe. And I talked about that a little bit before. Um, Kia, to like comment on what you said about the whole like undercover hoe. I just think in general, the whole world shouldn't know about your sex life. And I think that's for anyone. Um, So I don't necessarily think that like that whole undercover hoe or like how to be an undercover hoe, like that's not a good thing. Um, But I think the conversation should be turned to like how to have sex with multiple partners in a responsible way. Like, I think the only way that being like hoeing is bad is if you're not using protection. If like Amari said, you're not upfront with your partners. Um, If you are like just not using birth control properly. And I mean that for men and women, if you're going around here, not using condoms at all, and you're just having a good time sticking your pencil in any sharpener and not upfront with your partners about the different sharpeners you're using. Um, So yeah, I I would say that that's the only, that's the only area for me where hoeing is negative. Other than that, I if you want to have sex with multiple people and as long as you're being safe and upfront about your actions, I don't see the issue. But is there an issue like talking about it to people? Because I don't think there's an issue if you want to talk about it. That's why I don't think there needs to be like an undercover thing. Wait, what do you mean? Like, because you were saying like, oh, um, I don't think you should talk about all your sexual ventures with like everyone. But I think if like you want to talk about that, then sure, go ahead. That's why I don't think yeah. there needs to be like an undercover thing because it's like, if that's what you want to talk about, we don't need a guide to like not hide it. Like if you want to engage in that and you want to talk about it, I don't think it's like, where I think it is, is like when people talk about things and it doesn't like portray them and like, it, it's just like, why? Like I'll give you an example. So my, like, my friend was like, yeah yeah i met this guy at a party and like i sucked him off but i didn't get anything in return and i'm just like i i I was just like i i don't know why you're like you know it was just weird because i'm just like am i supposed to be like go sis you know because it's like you ain't get anything out of it you just you know like what i'm saying like it's just, i don't even know how to yeah. describe it but like you know if it wasn't a story like that and it was an actual like i met this guy we we did x y and c um i got off you got off whatever you know if that's what you want to do do it but i think sometimes people like think they're saying stuff and you're just like i don't i don't i don't know what this is supposed to do for me <laughs> like yeah i i guess personally i'm saying that only I think my homies and the people that I'm having sex with need to know about my sex life. I'm not using my sex life as an antidote with people I don't know. You mean you're not you're not trying to um, carry Bradshaw your sex life? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, she, she was getting paid for it though. So hey, yeah, you get you paid go. for it. I mean, like, right? If you're like a sex columnist, which I do think. It, 
I'm not proud of it, but like there was a moment in my life where I wanted to be a sex columnist because of Sex in the City and also right. Cosmopol- and it, Cosmopolitan. It seems glamorous. I, it does. I, I don't shade anyone for it. I, I really don't. Like, I think what bugs me about the use of the word hoe is that I feel like a lot of the times, like at least in college and like high school, um, when people would use it, I'm like, I feel like everyone's just using it to like, you don't know shit. Like, you don't know shit actually about these people's sexual lives. Like, you don't know what they're telling you is true. Like, I feel like a lot of the times it was just like assumptions about people's sexual lives and then they use the word hoe. Um, And I, I don't really like that. And at least like, for, for me, that like happened at like a young age, which I don't think is, nor- I don't know if it's normal for a lot of people, but like in elementary school, um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, um, but like a few girls who I thought were my friends at the time made up a rumor that like I was pregnant um, and I was, and I was 10 and it really speaks to like this really bad, um, like theme and habit of people like the adultification of black girls and like in particular. And I know there was like a 2000, 2017 report from Georgetown um, University Law School Center on Poverty and Inequality that found that black girls, particularly those ages five to 14, are seen as more sexually mature and more and know more about adult topics than white girls in the same Adultification bias adultification bias so according to the people in my elementary school i've been a hoe since i was 10 mind you i didn't end up actually losing my virginity until i was 19 um and had no clue about sex at that point in my life so i think it's an oreo experience because a similar thing happened to me where i had never even kissed a boy and i start talking to one guy the only guy that i ever talked to in my high school career and he and i literally were just talking was i kind of didn't even like him but we were he was just coming to my locker every day and then next thing i know a rumor is spreading around the school that i gave him a blowjob and i'm like i've never even kissed a boy before what the hell and i was so upset And at the time I was really, really afraid of being portrayed as a hoe. So I completely was like, nah, he and I had like scheduled to have our first kiss on Valentine's day and shit. And I shut it down. I shut it down because I was like, everyone's going to think I'm a hoe now. So I can't do anything with this kid. Did you tell him that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I went off on him because I assumed that fun fact, this guy ended up being my long-term on and off boo thing for like nine years. But anyway, I assumed that he was the one who spread the rumor. So I get told this rumor and I go up to him with the heat in high school. I think I was like 16 at the time. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? You're telling people I gave you a BJ. (laughs) And I don't know where that accent came from. But anyway, anyway, he was like, I didn't say anything. And I was like, because of this, we're not going to do anything now because everyone's going to think I'm a hoe. Okay. We did years later. Yeah. at the time, I was like, "This is shut down." That sh- and that shit sh- that shit shapes you. Like I remember in college, I was talking to this guy for a bit, and no one, like no one, unless you lived with me, like knew. And I, I remember someone. Um, she's like, "I saw you talking to him. Like, are y'all are y'all like together or like talking?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's been like happening for a few months." And she was just like, "Oh, I had no clue." Like that, like, I just like, after that, like, I just made sure, like, I don't want anyone to know my business. Like, unless we're like officially dating 
or whatever. Probably, honestly, I feel like I'm going to be that girl who's like just going to show up with a husband one day. And like people will be like, oh, I didn't I didn't even know she was talking to anyone like didn't know because people just make up assumptions about your sexual life and like they don't know anything about you. And it's kind of just um, and you wonder if it's just like if that's just I think that's a common thing for women in general. But I do think there is this idea around black women that we are fast. And I think that's why you have a lot of us growing up in households where like, don't be fast, like don't be that girl to come home pregnant like. It's like, so we're just not going to... And then you become afraid yeah, of sex. Yeah, we're not just going to talk to the <laughs> fast dudes. Um, you know? Um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say after Mark just said that. Oh, I think people like... I have like, a point real quick. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was just saying... You go, I, you go before you forget it. I've got mine locked in. Okay. Well, one of the things I think people don't intentionally try to, like, to, I guess, make you feel bad about your sex life, but they do. Um and I think because they do, that's why I'm more like, I'm just not going to tell anyone. So like even my best friend, like it was like a year until talking to this guy and she's like, I didn't know you were talking to him. It was like an actual year. And I was just like, it never came up. So I'm not, I don't, I, I never felt like the need to, to say it. Um, but I'm kind of like that too, where I'm like very quiet just cause I don't, I guess I've never been like the one to really tell people a lot of what's going on in my life but also like especially that too i'm just like i don't need anyone's judgment i don't i don't need any of that but yeah um i did want to bring up this this happened a little while ago and i'm sure you guys remember it but when it was rumored that ti or not rumored actually ti said it himself that he was making sure that his teenage daughter was still a virgin mm-hmm. that's disgusting um, that should be illegal d- absolutely disgusting should be illegal and also he's an idiot because you can't even tell if someone's still a virgin or not right but it just infuriated me conversations like that because there was so much talk on social media and so many people on one side of you know if they're in my house if my daughter's in my house I want to make sure because I don't want her to get pregnant and then people on probably closer to our side of the spectrum saying that that is ridiculous Um, but just this idea that like only women can bring home a baby is astounding to me. And, and that's, I think, is a big argument why people put so much pressure on women not being hoes and not boys. But it's like, your son can still bring home a child. He might not carry the child, but if he's a man worth his salt, he's going to be taking care of a child for the next 18 years. So I think this whole narrative- You mean of, his whole, hopefully his whole life. You know what? His whole life. You're right. His whole life. Because my parents still take care of me and I'm 26. So um, I think this whole- narrative and that counter argument of, you know, we put pressure on girls to be careful about having sex because they're the ones that can get pregnant. It's like your son can still have a kid too. It so. takes two to make a baby. It takes two to make a it baby. It takes two to tango, bye. Takes, and also like what's frustrating is like not people obviously can make mistakes and like, you know, heat of the moment you get lost, like stuff happens. Um, but also like, I feel like as a parent, if you, you should trust that you've done what you need to do so that your child knows what to do in these, in these situations. Like they can make their choices. Like, I think you should be able to trust that also like make, instead of like, again, back to sex education, instead of making sure people aren't having sex because it's actually not comprehensive sex education. How about we, you know, teach them about how to have these sexual encounters and like just have safe sex, like in general. And also, if you're a parent, 
I, but our listeners are smart. So I know that like if their parent, like they'll already know to talk about this, but teach your, teach your, teach the boys one that just stabbing shit in there is not how to do it. Like make sure they know how to give a woman what she needs. And then also to teach them how women, how babies are born, because there's a lot of men having sex who have no clue how like female, like just like how anything works. They don't know that you can't get a woman pregnant any time of the month. Like she has to be ovulating happens during this very strict period of time. Um, and actually that would probably be helpful. Like if, if you guys knew that they should know their partner's like ovulation schedules, like that would be, you wouldn't be worrying about like whether you're just like getting people pregnant willy nilly. Yeah. I think there's so much to go to that though. There's so much that needs to be done with like sex education. There's so much about parenting and like to teach the sons. I feel like that's like a whole nother topic to be honest, but I do agree with everything you said because it's very important. Yeah. What are your guys thoughts on like whole culture in general? Like what is whole culture, whole culture to you? So I think that there is this very interesting shift happening or not shift because it's always been there, but I think it's something that kind of goes in an ebb of flow, ebb and flow, especially like with women's sexuality with right now, we have like Meg the Stallion who's huge and who is constantly talking about, to put it plainly, sucking and fucking. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's so fun and interesting, this whole rise of take his money, get what you need in bed and go on about your business. I love it. I think it's so absolutely empowering. And it's actually really funny to watch kind of my parents' generation grapple with it because they're really, really, really struggling with these ideas. Um, But I, I think it's interesting and empowering. And even I was talking to two of my friends from high school and one of my friends, she's in a relationship. She's literally about to get engaged. And the other friend is just as single as I am. And she was talking about how this guy from high school she matched with on Hinge. And she was like, oh, I'm not 100% sure if he's cute. And my friend who's in a relationship was basically like, girl, I was single. He cute or not. I'm getting a free meal and I'm peacing out, especially if he's an asshole. And I'm kind of like, you know, snaps. I like this. I feel like women for so long have not been getting what they need out of dating. And it feels like this new dawn of like, Owen's okay. Take his money. Get I love get the cunnilingus. Do what yes, you need get to do the to do for you. And that does it. You don't have to do this forever. This can be temporary until you find the one. But until then, have some fun. I agree. I love the I love the increased talk about like female pleasure and like making sure you get yours first, because honestly, that's what should be happening. And I feel bad because there are a lot of women out there who have not experienced an orgasm like that is not an uncommon thing. Or there's women who go years without having it. And then they realize, oh, wait, like guys just weren't attending to like my needs. Um, So I think it's awesome. I think the women, women deserve to experience the sexual freedom that men have been allotted for centuries. Um, And I think it's kind of fucking hilarious, honestly, that people are so like, I don't know, like what, why are we teaching people to masturbate and like get their like, like sexual pleasure? Like they're in a tizzy. You have politicians like talking about it on Twitter and it's like, just on it. And also at the same time, it has something to do with you. Like someone else's sexual, like, activity has nothing to do with you. So why do you care? 
All the words. That is so true. That's so true. It has nothing to do with you. When WAP came out and people were like mad, I'm like, why are you mad at this? The people who are mad at WAP, I just feel like that's a whole, like for me, I'm just like, so y'all either want to be haters too. If you're, if you're a woman mad at WAP, I'm just like, just say you don't get any and go or just say you don't got it and go. And then for guys, I'm just like, just say you're intimidated and go. I just don't see how you listen to that song. You're like, ew, why is she talking? Like, we're all adults. I thought it was great. And I'm like, if you don't for me, I'm just like, if you didn't like the song, I'm kind of side eyeing you a little bit because I'm like, we know who's not a freak. <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? Like, not to like just to keep it real. Like, I'm just like. I don't know if you didn't like the song. I'm just kind of like, well, it just seems like you got a lot of issues to work out. That's how I felt. I don't know how you guys felt about WAP, but let it play. Let it play. I after WAP had me convinced I could dance and like crawl on the floor doing all oh, that no. shit. I was all for it. I was all for like <laughs> Megan doing the move. I was just like, bro, this is like whatever. If you don't like the song, like for like musical reasons, which sure whatever but like if you had issues with like the words i'm just like i don't know i just feel like that's what sex is so it's like for me i'm just like are you guys just not having sex or this bad sex i don't know that's what it seemed like for me um <laughs> but like wait kia how do you feel about whole culture you didn't yes, say so no no i will now i'm um, sorry i'm like reading my notes to see like if there was something particular <laughs> like the little nerd <laughs> i am um thoughts on whole culture what did i say Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have a couple of thoughts on whole culture. Um, I love everything that you guys said with like Mike the Stallion and like get that head, get that bread, then leave. Um, I'm all about that. If that's what you can do, do it. I'm I'm a little jealous because I'm like, man, I wish I can do that. I think I think I know myself pretty well. And I um I guess we'll go into our own personal things, but I've only done that with like two people. And I have to like really I have to really think you're super, super attractive or you just have to be bringing something to the table for me to like just um, have sex with you. But if for like most partners I have, it's like I'm like really into them. Like I have to be like, I have to like think you're awesome. Like I have to think you're great for me to like engage with that. So it kind of sucks because I want to like, I guess have more like partners, but I think mentally I'm just like, I, this might actually have to deal with like the whole vaginismus thing now that I'm talking about it that might just have to be personally why I feel like I have to have like a connection but I'm all for other people having it I will say with whole culture um I, I'm just like a little wary of like people's mental health because I think a lot of people feel pressure to like engage in like a whole culture and like your whole phase and uh sleep with a bunch of people and all the stuff but I think a lot of people like mentally aren't there and I think we have to be aware of like if you're not mentally to engage with a lot of people or even one person you have to like listen to your body because you're going to engage in that and then feel like shittier after and like that doesn't help anyone um I also think that again people feeling pressured to have it I think you need to think what you want and not what people want or like people want you to have um and I also think it's fine as long as you're not like hurting people on the way because I think everyone's like oh we want to find the one we want to find the one and you know I'm just having fun um you know I'm just you know having fun until I find the one and that's okay as long as you're not like hurting people like on the road to like finding the one, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm not for like people just like, you know, you don't want to have a relationship, but you're like 
playing mind games and manipulating people and thinking that they really like you and you're going to have a relationship. And then it's like, oh, I'm just I'm not ready for relationship. I'm just having fun. And it's like you need to disclose that before. Like now you're just hurting like multiple people. And and what's crazy to me is that people are okay like hurting multiple people as long as they get what they want. And for me, that is very psychopathic to me. Um, That might be an unpopular opinion. And I found that out the very hard way um, being an adult because I just assumed that everyone had empathy and uh, emotions. And I found out real quick that people will use a bunch of people to get what they want and they do not care. And for me, I'm just like, I don't know how you sleep at night. That's really disgusting. Um, If you really think about it, that's like how psychopaths work. And I think people need to like really get caught on their bullshit too. So sorry, that's just what I feel about it. And something you brought up kind of like reminded me of, not reminded me, but I think there's like a period where I really did struggle with the, um, like, I don't want to be perceived as a hoe. Like, I don't want to be perceived as having too much experience and then getting nervous. I like didn't have enough experience um, and kind of like trying to become comfortable with this idea. Like everyone talked about, like, I feel like growing up, everyone's like, you don't want to have too many partners. But then I was like, do I have too many little partners? Like what is, so I went through this like insecurity phase of like trying to figure, um, just like trying to cope with that. And and, like, there's definitely this idea of like, you need to get it out of your system before like you find the one and then continue with that one. Or like, you know, uh, if you haven't had X amount of partners, then if you end up in a relationship, you might find yourself unsatisfied. And I think more so that's kind of, um, that's kind of, uh, more so done to men like this whole idea like you need to get that like you need to do all this x y and z like escapades get that out of your system then get married um but i think more so now like i think everyone's kind of just like thinking about that too but it is like you said kind of kia just like what do you feel internally like what are you okay with and i think for me at least coming to terms with like you know balancing like experience and an inexperience is just like what like what do i want what am i okay with and also like stop concerning yourself with, with, with what you think other people think about your, your sexual activities. Um, cause I feel like people think they know and like, you actually don't know. So, cause I haven't told you. And I don't like the whole, like, get it out of your system before you get married. Like, I feel like that's made up. Like, I feel like there's people who like never felt that they needed to have like 18 million partners and then get married. Cause at least you got out of the system. Like if you, what makes you think that you hit whatever number you guys made up at a certain age and then at 50 y'all don't feel the same thing you know what i'm saying like it's just like if you want to fuck different people it doesn't matter if you do it all at once later in life you know so i just feel like they made it up as an excuse to be like oh i'm too i'm too young to settle down i have to get it out of my system and it's like no you're you're gonna do that now you're gonna do that at 52 you're gonna do that at 72 like you got that's another thing that you guys just made up to be honest like if you want to keep it real like i don't know Personally, I've kind of always struggled with the whole whole phase thing, because I think a lot of people have this whole like, oh, I'm not in a relationship, so I'm in like a whole phase. Um, And I think that that's something that I've always wanted to do to just like put it where the ghost can get it, because I've always kind of felt very like inexperienced compared to my peers. I think I started having sex a little late around like 19 or 20. And for some people, that's a lot of people that I know that's kind of late for some people that's right on time for other people. That's 
early, I guess. Um, but I think compared to a lot of people, I always kind of felt like I wasn't that experienced. So let me have like a little hoe phase and ah, get it out. You know, I always kind of imagine this idea of ultimate sexual freedom for myself is to be able to casually have sex with people, get what I need, move on, and then not let that experience determine my value. Um, but every time I've tried to enter into a casual situation with someone, I end up grossly disappointed. Um, so for me, it's always kind of been a struggle to recognize that maybe that's not me. When Kia, you said you have a hard time just like kind of hooking up with people and you think maybe that's because of your, um, sorry, vaginismus. Did I say it right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's just different from vaginosis. Okay. Good. Good note. There's two different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I also identify with that. And I think I have to, and I don't know if anyone else has this, like, I want to be that girl. Like I, I want to be like Meg, who's like, eh. like, I, I, yes. I want to do that. But I don't I don't think that I'm built that way. I really don't. I think I need to have a connection. I think I need to know the person. And I think I might be more of a and I hate saying this. I think I might be more of a relationship person. And I think that saying you're a relationship person is kind of like shameful in today's lens to be like I'm a person who would really enjoy being in a relationship with someone to have that intimate connection. But just the older I get and the more I move about my life with relationships and sex, I'm realizing that just being casual doesn't, it's never worked out for me. And not to say that it won't, because I really want it to, I want, I want it to work out. But so far I'm seeing that I, I might need, you know, more to be I don't know, happy. For me, it's not like I can't do it. It's that like, I don't feel like there's any one of quality to do it with. Like for me, it's still like, if we're just going to engage in that, I can't have you like being dirty or like being like lazy. Like for me, like, cause it's like, why would I, why would I engage with that type of person? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be the person who was like, well, you know, I know he like has an apartment that's like has a bunch of roaches. It'll just do like, I don't know, things like that where like I hear people talk like talking about like their sex partners and I'm just like, no, I just can't. Even if it's fun, like it's not even fun for me. Like, I don't know if that's weird, but I just feel like there's certain things where like if you say something like homophobic or racist, it's like I just can't, you know, and like guys, they just like they always just say something that is just like they make it damn. so hard. Like. I, when I was living in New York, I was really like, I want to get on this like whole stream. Like, you know, like there's a whole bunch of guys. Let me go. I couldn't get past like a bunch of first dates because I'm just like, y'all just say dumb shit or you do something or you're so quick to assume that I'm already going to have sex with you that like I'm immediately turned off. Like, the OK, also, I was dumb, didn't realize that guys will um pick date locations with you based off of like oh, where their Lord. apartment is. And that was, yeah. Yeah. And that was something I just like had, I mean, I was in like living in Syracuse. I had never experienced that. And also maybe that's because we were already hanging out where our apartments were, but I would just like go on a date and then we'd be like, let's go for a walk. And I think we're just like going for a walk. And then like, and they're like, their apartment oh, door. Right here. And they just look at you and it's and, like, and, uh, yes. And I'm just so, I'm also very slow 
in situations. So I'll like find myself like as I'm processing processes processing what's going on like I'm still participating in it and like I'm going up to their apartment I'm like wait but like how do I get out of this and I remember one time I was just so distraught from this interaction with this man that I went in the elevator ran into the fucking glass door of like the his apartment building and the the and the the guy at the the desk was like oh my god are you okay and I was like I'm fine I'm fine and like ran out and it's just like I couldn't after that I was like I'm done with this trying to like trying trying to be on my whole face but I did I did successfully once have a casual uh, sexual interaction with someone in college and it was like it happened really quickly after I had been with someone else um and I had like no feelings towards him and really continued it for like a month. And I just felt really like good about myself during that period. And was just like really like proud that like I could be a part of something. Also, that was probably the most sexually enlightening um, experience for me at least. And I think like that totally shifted how I then chose to interact in sexual relationships. Like before that, I would always make sure like the guy, like I don't know why, the guy was satisfied and then I would like, he'd like roll over and be like, was that good for you? And I'm like, no, but, and now it's always like, I'm going to make sure I get mine first. Um, because it was like that interaction that he, like he made sure to take care of me. And I was like, Oh, like this is how this shit's supposed to work. So there's I was things where I'm that. like, people need, yeah, people need to like, make sure like for me, the, okay. Maybe I just, I'm, I'm always like a quality over quantity person. So like, even though it's like the, whoever I engage with, it'll be like seven months until the new person. I always make sure it's like very good quality. Like that person is bringing something new to the table that I'm learning from that person, whether it's sexual or like other things. Like I just make sure it happens. Something new, something new, something new. Like there is one guy and I'll give this for the Oreos, but I was just like thinking, and I was like, you know, I really want to experience this like particular act. And so I went on, like I found an app for like people who were like into like, I guess different stuff and this guy was so fine and we like just bed up uh, at a date and then like I mean he was still I think the, the hottest guy I ever slept with but he was just so cute but then like it, it lasted like a couple months just like doing whatever and like again I know myself so I, I knew I wasn't going to be attached to him I wasn't but he would just do stuff like towards the end, like he just wouldn't show up. Like he would be like, I'm coming over at seven and then not show up. And so I like, I had to cut it off. And then he like kind of got mad at me because like <laughs> I, I cut it off and like stopped answering. But I'm like, you had one job. Literally one job was to just show up. And he decided not to do that. And I'm real quick to like cut it because I'm like, you're not about to get a part of me that I don't feel like you deserve. And I'm not desperate. So I could just cut it off. But I think it's also important to like, I do this th- like I will never give a guy oral first like ever it has never happened it's not ever gonna happen (laughs) like you have to do it to me first and I don't say like do it to me first I just like make sure it happens um but I just think that's something to keep in mind because people will be out here doing x y and z and then you left with nothing and it's like nah I don't play that also don't like like to have sex with childish people so I feel like that's childish if you're like I'm not gonna do that I don't give head so that's how I feel. Amen. Um, as long as we're sharing, um, 
I tried my first time trying to go into a casual thing with someone. I miserably failed and got attached. Miserably failed. It was like, this is a guy who's so dumb. Like he's so smart, but he's so dumb. Like, you know, in school for his master's degree, doing all the things, but will say something ridiculously sexist and misogynistic. So automatically I was like, oh, I find him attractive, but he's an idiot. So it's not going to happen. Then, you know, we started having sex. We started hanging out. Next thing you know, I'm like, whoa, feelings. Wow. Just, just, you know, just being, being myself really. Um, and I was so hurt because I decided that I was going to confess to him and like tell him that I was kind of feeling more and try to th- see like what can happen. Right. And he basically just like, you know, was like, nah, B. <laughs> and he actually he started doing the same thing that that Kia talked about, where it would be like at first he was consistent. And then after a while, we would make plans to hang out at a certain time and he would just like, you know, not show up. Right. Or show up very, very late. Um, and then like get mad at me because I was telling his ass to go home when he lives in Harlem and I live in Brooklyn. And I'm like, well, you should have showed up at four, like I said. But anyway, um, and after that, we cut things off for a while. And I was just kind of like, if you don't want to be more, you know, you don't want to be more Then this whole thing happened when like he tried talking to one of my friends. I cussed him out. Then he tried coming back months later. It was like a whole thing. But that was my foray into trying to be casual with someone and it miserably failing, miserably Dudes failing. Do something. And it's just like. Like, that's why when I hear people having these whole fates, I'm like, who are the people? Who are the people? Because I would love to feel like I had options, but I feel like the options come like once every like two years. God will be like, here. But even then, the options you get, it's like the guys are kind of trash. I feel like they're not consistent. Like they might be attractive, but they're not consistent or they're misogynistic or they're just like general assholes who you like honestly can't even trust. That's what with I'm your saying. Vagina. And that's why when people say they have like multiple options at once, I'm literally looking like how, where are they? Because I'm like, again, maybe I'm biased because I feel like I have to hold people to like a, a little bit of higher standard to like engage. But like, I, I mean, I don't want to, but it's like, damn, y'all can't even meet like, the minimum of just like don't say anything stupid look decent you know what i'm saying i think you're fair to say that because in all honesty i'm always like oh my god i'm so unlovable like no one wants me but if i actually wanted a boyfriend i could oh, easily get girl, him i could, could easily all find one on instagram right. tomorrow <laughs> well, I, was just, I mean like we could easily get one but i think the problem is like like who like even like you said like even if like i'm gonna like have a casual sexual encounter you have to have like you have to meet some type of standard for me so it's like that is I, and I honestly don't think that standard is really that hard it's really not it's, it's not and I hate and I really the guy hate that. is just dumb yeah and I really hate this notion that's like if you have any level of standards like you're too picky and it's like no all I'm asking is that you don't be homophobic transphobic like colorist like you don't say something dumb and that you like are honest with me but it's like that's like asking for the freaking jackpot. Like, it's really hard. And it's like, we didn't even get to like the relationship standard. That was just the fucking standard. That was just the fucking standard. Like, Damn. And 
That's the thing that kills me. It's like, you don't even, I like, I can't even get my damn foot in the door before you say or do something dumb. Like I, I can't even get my foot in the door to give you the pussy before you say something. And it's like, I want to give it to you. I really want to give it to you. <laughs> I want to get, I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you, but I, I could never be okay with myself if I gave it to an idiot. Never. I've all, I've already kissed a few frogs. I'm past that. It's also like, I can't even like enjoy like, the experience. Cause I just know in the back of my head, bruh, this, this is a dummy. This dumb. is a dummy. I can't even, I can't yeah. even give you the WAP because I can't even get the WAP because you made it dry you made it dop that's what it is and then i feel like you'd that's where we are (laughs) and then i feel like a part of you would also just like feel bad about yourself like if you allowed yourself to engage with this person because like you just know they're not like like you're not okay and i don't know yeah i also think uh from what janae said how she she got attached um i think with with whole culture there needs to be some boundaries so like for me i'm like we go on one date that is it we're not dating we're not going on any more dates i don't you don't need to know about my day yeah baby you don't need to know about i don't need to know about you and i were going to the movies nah we don't need to do that we we're going out to eat one date one date that's 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 a a situation that's a relationship he was talking about and don't let him talk and you know and you can't let them talk foolishness to you it's like once they start I don't know why I'm giving advice like I take it. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up right now. (laughs) But if you want, if you want like a hoe thing, it does have to be like the boundary of like one date, two date max. We don't need to be texting all day. I don't need to know about what you're doing for the holidays. Keep it, Buck. This is it. And then you don't get touched. When I was in my mini hoe, I'm just going to call it my casual face. Um, It was like, I forgot he existed and I saw him at a bar and I was like, oh, hey, you you available later? Like, that was how it worked. (laughs) That was how it worked. Um, 20, 21, 22 year old Amari. She was learning. I don't know what happened to her. I need 10 for 10, (laughs) 10 for 10. We should have like asked people to like send in what they did in their whole phase and like rated it. That would have been super fun. That would have been fun. We we can still do like part two. Oh, oh. Or like Instagram live. Amari disclosed. So Amari disclosed her casual face. Um, Kia, would you say that you've ever had a hoe face? Um, I don't think so. I don't know what a hoe face is for everyone. I think, like I said, after my breakup, I wanted to. And then I engaged with like two people around like that time, general area. And it bothered me because like there was one guy I met on Tinder. And I thought, like I said, with the requirements you had like for me to engage, engage you, I think you're like really attractive so i thought he was super attractive it had a six pack whatever and we met he was a little like he wasn't dumb enough for me to like kick off I, it was actually the, the good amount of dumb because it was like great i'm never getting attached but um so it's like i can never get attached to someone like this but he was um he wasn't great but he was like good enough for the time because this was after when i was getting over like the vaginism and stuff so i was like he'll do and so I was hanging out with my friends and then afterwards, um, like he wanted to come over, but he didn't have a car or something. So I needed to drive to get him and he lived in the Bronx, but that's only like 20 minutes from my apartment driving. So I was like, whatever, I can just drive him and like, he'll take the bus in the morning. And then like, when I told my friends that they like kind of judged me and they were like, oh, this is her like hoe phase or something. And that kind of bothered me. And I think since then, like, I didn't really tell them that. I think also people who like, 
think they're better than you because they're in a relationship. It's just like, shut up. And I think because I was in a relationship, they were like, that's her whole phase. When reality, I've never slept with more than one person at once. And also I haven't slept with that many people. So I'm just but like, also that's some, that's some, I'm sorry. I don't mean to speak ill on your friends, whoever they are, but that's some bullshit because also he lives in the Bronx. Like how many people in New York city actually have a fucking car? I mean, granted, he could have no, probably. I think, and, and I, don't, I agree I don't, with you. I've tried to make, and I've I've tried to make. Maybe I'm just dumb. I've tried to make my way from Brooklyn to Jersey, and I've gotten lost. So, like, yeah, it was just, it was weird that they like, just the way, that, and I'm sure they didn't mean it, but it was just like, I didn't like that the phase because I was just like, this isn't a whole phase. Like, it's I'm single. I. I'm speaking to one guy and I'm getting him. It's 20 minutes from my apartment. It's not like I'm going to Minnesota to like get him and all the stuff. It was just like not that big of a deal. So like, yeah, like after the break, after my breakup, it was like this guy and then a guy I met um, at a club and he was so beautiful. Like I said, there has to be like a beautiful, it was just like we were attracted to each other by like the moment we saw each other. It was, I've never experienced anything like this ever in my life till this day, but it was amazing. Um, and then after that, it was like when I actively sought, sought out that one guy I just told you about, um, but it's never been like a phase. Like it's been like, Oh, I feel like engaging with this. I'll do this one person then keep it buck. If I had it my way, I would, like to have more options and like um dating more like actually like you're coming over we're going on dates whatever but again i have to judge what is in my you know coming my way because that's what i would like but i'm not gonna like suppress myself to that but i haven't had i don't know I'm so lost with love too because I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm close to meet my person. And then when I think about it, I'm like, I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Like, maybe I should just try another phase. So I don't know. I feel like back and forth. Honestly, I want like, um, I guess it's a celebrity culture is dumb. But one thing I do, like, if I was a celebrity, I would definitely lean into it is that they all just like call up their publicists and are just like, I'm interested in this person. Like, get me in contact with this person. And, and then they set up on, up, 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 uh, can't talk. They set them up on a date, but I guess it's kind of like a matchmaker, um, that you already pay, but I really, I'm really starting to, to think that I would put money into a matchmaker. I think I, that's okay. And I also think there needs to be one for like sophisticated black people that don't cost a million dollars, because I think there are some for like educated black people, but it's costs like. A bunch of money and it's like i'm not gonna pay thousands of dollars for this i'm just not but i think there needs to be one with like just like-minded black people i also feel bad saying this but i don't know if you guys feel this way but i feel like every time there's like a thing for like black people in dating it gets like infiltrated by like fuck dudes and like hoteps and it's just like okay well you know i don't know maybe Maybe I've just had that experience, but I feel like if there's like a Facebook group or like a networking group, it's just like a bunch of hotels, a bunch of dusty dude. And it's like, okay, well, I guess these are my options, but. No, you're not the only one. I get really, really depressed whenever I'm in on dating apps. I live in Bed-Stuy. Um, I don't know if more needs to be said, but I live in Bed-Stuy. So I look on the dating apps and I'm like, like, I want you to call me a queen. But I don't want you to say that like I have a queen tone if I get an attitude or if I put you in check for some uh, dumb shit you said. I hate so. that. I hate that. Also, like it just sucks too because I feel like 
not not to be like I don't know I feel like they're the the people I know that like have successfully um been matched with someone it's either like they met them in college or like they were recommended to them by a friend but all the friends you guys included that I have I'm like y'all got any like single decent you know male friends and everyone's like I would not I love you too much to do that to you even my sister she's like I would never set you up with any of my male friends like why would I, I ever do have that? any male and it's friends kind of like, how do people get male friends I don't have any I have like gay one. the male friends that I have are gay it's not helpful because all their friends are gay I have them but I don't think I mean a lot of them are from college I don't think they're I mean, I guess like Amari said, I don't, I wouldn't set up any of my girlfriends with them. And I also, some of them are like in relationships. Some of them, I just don't think are a match with my other friends. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. Cause I feel like I've exhausted the friends of friend option. Like the first batch of friends of friends. It's like, I've already, I've already dated them or went out with them, but now I need to go to like friends of friends of friends. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do that because I think that's like the next step. <laughs> And sometimes it's dangerous because I remember in college, like one of my friends would always like try to like recommend people to me. And I'm like, do you think so low of me that you would try to set me up with this man? Like not to be, not to be. I've had that happen. And I'm like, do you think I'm a river swamp monster like this dude? That's so fucking mean. Why would you do that to me? We're not friends. Like, like, and and it's kind of like, and it's like, you know, that they don't even think that person's attractive. And I'm like, you don't like, think well, that person's he's attractive. He's six four. Wait, your friends I'm are like, wrong for that because my <laughs> friends have not done that. Thank God. And I have not done that. Oh, actually, it was my only one. Gonna be mad it was only one friend that consistently did that to me. Maybe, That's, did uh, you ask her? Did you like, do you think I'm a four? Did you I, literally, I, I think there was one time where it got like, so like I had a conversation with a guy at like, the guy at Dunkin' Donuts. And she was like, you should, you should go after that, Amari. Like you should, I'm like, I had one decent conversation with this man and you're just trying to like palm me off on him. And, and I was like, the only thing that I, the only reason I could be like, is because he's black. Like that's on, the only reason why I could think that like, she was like trying to like, oh, like, there's nothing. Was she black? She's a no. black friend? No, no. Oh, see, I don't take dating recommendations from I don't know if I would take them from like non. I wasn't taking folk. recommendations seriously, but I think yeah. I wasn't going to. But I was also just insulted in general with what was coming, and I was just like, I have one funny, quick story about that, yeah. and then we can move to our um, listener responses that we got. But I had a friend. We she and I went to high school together. We're no longer homies, um, and she set me up with this guy, and I was pissed off because he was not attractive. He was just tall. And I was like, like, we all showed up at the movie theaters, like, because he was a friend of a guy that she was dating at the time. So he brought all his friends. She bought me and another friend. And he walks up and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, he's not even attractive. Right. And she's like, well, he's six, four. I thought that's what you were want. You wanted. And I'm like, I want someone attractive, like tall. Yes. But attractive too. the two. They have to work out. So basically we're on the date and I'm getting vibes. I'm like, is he, I I just got a vibe that he was not interested in women, but I was like, "Mm, I don't know. We'll see. So fast forward some time, he and I ended up just like hanging out on the date, talking about Dragon Ball Z, adding each other on Facebook later, whatever. Years later, when I was um, on with my longtime on and off again fling, um, 
he and I were hanging out at like two o'clock in the morning and he gets a Facebook message from that same guy who my friend tried to set me up with basically on some, Hey, what's up? How are you? And we were like, is he trying to wait? The guy was trying to get with the, the fling, your guy yes. fling. Yes. This okay. is some small hometown stuff. But anyway, I was like, is it we we just looked at each other like, is he trying to like spit game at you through Facebook Messenger at like two o'clock in the morning? And my dude was like, What other reason would a guy message another guy at two o'clock in the morning? So walked away from it. Years later, scrolling through Facebook, see that this guy finally he makes this long post about how he's coming out to Facebook and he's gay now and and um, not gay now, but he's coming out as a gay man. Um, and it was just it was just funny to me because all these years ago, my friends like, yeah, you guys should get to know each other. And now years later, like, really? So. Oh, God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, okay, you want to go into listener responses? Kia, do you want to start? You can start off with Twitter first because I feel like Instagram had a lot to say, so that might take a minute. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Okay, so let's see. Twitter, I said, let's be messy. Oh, wait, this is the worst sign. Hold on, I, I got the wrong one. Damn it. But by the way, the worst sign is Gemini. Shocking. Um, damn, why did my... Sorry, guys. I thought I linked to the the right thing. I did not. Um, but the poll I did say was, have you guys ever had a hoe phase? 78.9% of you guys said yes. 21.1% said no. Um, Amar, if you have Instagram pulled up, you can go. I'm going to look for that last tweet I said because I'm stupid and linked the wrong one. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So we did the same poll on Instagram. And uh, let's see. Uh, 40, 54 of you said you have had a whole phase. 54% said you have had a whole phase and 46% said no. So it's pretty 50, 50 on Instagram. Um, and then we asked a question, what are your thoughts? I'm actually thoughts? shocked that it was that low. That it was that low for no. Um, that low for yes. Oh, that was fifty. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like 80. Oh, no, I feel like it would make more sense that there would be more people saying yes on Twitter. If we're just going based off of like the feel of the, like the different platforms. But then we asked and y'all had so many responses. Like I had to keep scrolling. I'm like super excited that you, you guys answered so much. Um, but the question was, uh, what are your thoughts on hoeing? And so I'll try to read as many as I can. But you guys said a lot. Someone said, uh, overrated, to be honest. Um, another person said, everyone should explore their interests and entertain different people. Um, <laughs> someone said, hoes get ahead. Try what you like as long as it's safe. Another, honestly, these are pretty pretty uh, positive. Someone said, delightful and rewarding if done with physical and emotional protection. Um, that reminded me of like a key Very response. Um, someone else said, didn't love myself during my hoe phase. I think you need to make sure you love yourself first. Um, someone else said, oh, same person, but never again will I go through a hoeing stage. <laughs> um, another person said, and we know this person pretty well, they said, seems like a Band-Aid for self-esteem issues. I, I just like, didn't know how I 
felt about that response. Wait, you said we know them? Yeah. Type in the chat oh, who you it gotta is. Tell me yeah, after. type in the chat who it is. Okay. Sorry, Oreo gang. Y'all, y'all ain't get the tea. Y'all can't, y'all know. can't know. Another person said, your body, your business, use condoms, routine STD checks, don't break up homes. Simple. Um, it's disruptive to people's lives and causes too much drama. I've never had a hoe face, but it just seems like too much drama from what I've seen. The same person, friends and other women that I know. As long as you are safe and not doing it as a barometer of your self-worth, go forth and hoe. Agree. Um, do you, so long as you do it safely, yes. Liberating, but usually as an act of hurt or suppression of a negative emotion. I think it's interesting how... Um, Oh, but this also person said gave a good point, but also we hate the word hoe because it brings down women down. Yes, we do. But also, um, hoe should just be like, I feel like a gender neutral term. Also, we should probably shouldn't use it in general, I guess. But I think it's interesting how confident people speak on other people's hoeing. Like, you know, like that person says, it's usually an act of hurt or suppression or a negative emotion and it's also like they're I know saying lo- it from their personal experience though do you think they're like projecting from a personal experience that's true but uh, uh, but it could be but some of the responses are like I've never hoed but this is these are my thoughts on like hoeing and it's like yeah again I think it's just very situational like that may be the case for some people but other people will be like I just feel like they just they just want to seek sexual pleasure I don't know um, both men and women can have a hoe phase, but men, it's looked as a badge of honor. I, I think it's most of the same, like, as long as like you're safe, protect yourself, you know, then it's fine. And as long as you're like emotionally in that place to go there, then like go. Uh, most of, I think most of our listeners are pro hoe. I found the tweet. Um, I said, what do you guys consider being a hoe? Someone said sleeping with a married man or woman for the thrill of it. And then I said, yeah. Wait, just for, but does it just have to be for the thrill of it? Because I feel like there are people who will knowingly also sleep with people, not just for the thrill of it, but because they think that they're in, like, would you consider someone who like sleeps with someone who thinks they're in love with that person a hoe? I don't even know if I consider Uh, someone who sleeps with another person a hoe though. I'm just kind of like, oh, that person's just like kind of a a married person. person yeah i don't know if i consider like someone sleeps with a married person a hoe i think it's just someone who's like to me unhinged and like unstable and like just a gross person i don't know i guess i never really thought like oh i'm just like ugh, you're weird but i think that i think that's again goes like to like how people use the term because i feel like i just call that person a hoe but i but i think it just depends on like your idea of the uh, yeah word. it has several it has so many different meanings i feel Let's go ahead and um, read for the shit. We just had someone pop up, slide in our inbox, which you all should be sliding in our inbox by now, um, and say something nice. This name, which is a beautiful name that seems to be African that I cannot pronounce. Omolade. Okay. 
Omalade, shout out to you. She said, hey, y'all, I've been listening to the podcast and it has been so fun to get to know you all. I have been considering moving to a new city and resources like Facebook groups online are really white. And I thought it would be cool if an online platform was somewhere your listeners could link slash become friends slash find potential roommates and create a community like how your podcast has. Thank you all for all of your work. I love listening. Omelade, you know some things because some things are brewing. And that's all we're going to say for now. Well, if everyone's um, hearts and minds are cleared, I think we're good. We're good. Everyone good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. Follow us on all hear me all social media platforms at so-called Oreos. Um, and you can email us at so-called Oreos at gmail.com. Also fill out the damn survey. It's on all of our social media and help us help you. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, and please remember to like rate and subscribe and leave a review until then. Bye. Bye. Kia, you ain't gonna say bye. Thank you. Okay, bye. I said bye. Yeah, it, Damn. You, you came in a little late. That's it. That's it. Okay. I did. They see I, me I came They hate it. Patrolling. Patrolling. They trying to catch me home and dirty. Yeah, I was wondering how that's gonna pan still out. Writing, still writing works. Yeah, writing does work. I can't do the Megan the style you think I tried. Okay, I think we should stop now. I'm going to stop the recording. Bye, guys. Welcome to Audio Sessions, a personal development podcast focusing on improving every aspect of our lives through healthy and sustainable living. From finances to wellness and beyond, in each episode, you'll learn to take immediate steps towards self-improvement. Consider this the school of life and class is in session.